Welcome to Kohler Mania. Thank you for joining us today. We are excited to have you back as we continue down our series of the five love languages. I am Tanya. And I'm Michael. And in this podcast, we're going to look at acts of service. In any relationship, we can show love by doing things for one another. Serving one another, for those of the primary love language of acts of service, doing things for one another is very important. So Michael, let's get into it. Yes, God has acts of service as part of his character. Jesus taught his disciples and all of us to have a servant's heart with a powerful illustration of washing his disciples' feet a task reserved for the most lowliest servant, and told us to do likewise. Look for opportunities to serve one another. Philippians 2, 3-4 says to do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking out only for your own interests, but also the interests of others. Having a servant's heart is crucial for relationships. Ruth Graham said that there is nothing better than for two servants to marry— Relationships flourish in a servant's environment, a heart that looks out for others and what they need and desire. When relationships go bad, one or both have stopped serving the other and are looking out only for themselves and their own needs. It is crucial for relationships that both parties have a servant's heart and look out for the other. There are those who have as their primary love language as acts of service. For them, acts of service has added meaning and significance. These actions communicate very strongly I love you. What are some examples of acts of service? I would say cooking a meal, setting a table, washing dishes, vacuuming, cleaning a toilet, keeping the car in the operating condition, paying the bills, trimming the bushes, changing the cat litter. These are the day-to-day things that we do uh, to keep the household going. When we do these things for others, we're serving them. And this is a way of showing that we love them. We don't just do things for anyone. And, you know, I do feel like personally when I'm doing a meal for the family, it's I'm doing this for you guys. I'm doing this because I love you and I want to make it so special. I want to make a special meal for you and I want to make sure that the house is clean. These are all acts of service. Yeah. And we do a lot of these things just because they need to be done. Yeah. But those with an acts of service orientation do these not out of duty, but because they love the people they are doing them for. And when somebody else does these things for them, they see this as communicating, I love you. Therefore, I want to do things for you. It's cooking a meal for someone when they are sick. It's doing another person's chore for them unexpectedly, maybe for no reason in particular, just because we wanted to communicate to them, I love you. For those with an acts of service orientation, this is how they communicate and feel love. How can we tell if our loved one has acts of service as a predominant language? They're constantly on the go, constantly doing something for others. And you see their heart sing when they do something for them. It shows tremendous love to serve others when you're not obligated to do so. Yes. Servant evangelism is a prime example. This is an evangelism technique that helps make connections with unbelievers by serving a need and then striking up gospel conversations. For those with 
a strong acts of service love language, this is a great way to combine their gift of service with our mandate from God to share the gospel. For instance, if you see an elderly neighbor who needs some yard work or snow shoveled from the driveway or something, you can help them for free or get a team of people together to help and then try to naturally strike up conversations with them and naturally steer the conversation to the gospel. This can oftentimes work a lot better than just knocking on the door of a stranger and trying to connect and share the gospel in an instant with someone who is probably suspicious about what you're selling. You know, I've done many servant evangelism projects while running a church youth ministry and also for an evangelism class I took in school. It works well as a way to connect with people and gives opportunities to share the gospel. And people with a servant's heart tend to jump at the chance to help with this. Yeah. And I have to bring up the one uh, scenario we had when you were doing the acts of service for your schooling. And we had one specific person, we won't say his name. He just jumped at the opportunity to help us wash cars. We were washing cars. And, you know, through that, we were able to build a really good relationship with this family. And we could see how he just was thriving. He was like, I'm ready to get the chairs. I'm ready to get the hoses. I'm ready to get the soap. Like as people were coming in to get their car washed, he was like the number one side guy, like (laughs) ready to go and get it done. And you could tell that his heart was just completely acts of service. And we were doing all this together. I think all of us were really trying to serve the community and you know, really show Jesus, but you could just see that this person, our brother in Christ was just thriving off of this. Yeah. I I love people with that acts of service gift because man, they will do anything for you and it's effortless Mm -hmm. for them. It seems to just jump in where they're needed and they just love to do this for you. And they, they're just so helpful. You just want to have a team of yeah. people with this love language. Mm-hmm. I, to me, is it's one of the most beautiful love languages <laughs> out there because who of us doesn't want tons of help and you're just constantly looking for people who serve and then somebody who just has this as their love language is just like, yes, please tell me what to do. I just want to do it. Just I just want to serve. Show me how I can serve. You just love people that have that gift of service. And we love our brother for, for helping us out there because he was just so happy. He's like, when are we going to do the next one? Let's jump in. Yeah. So it's, yes, we all want a team like that. So if you see your loved one has a dominant love language of acts of service, it's important that you communicate love to them by doing things for them. Recognize that when they do anything for you, they're doing it as a way to communicate their love to you. So recognize when they are expressing love to you. So recognize the significance of doing things. It's not out of duty. It is an expression of love. So that's the five love languages, touch, words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, acts of service. It's very important that we love in all these areas. We're not to only discover the primary love language of our spouse or our loved ones, but we're to show them their love language in that way. And that's very important. We all need to love them in each of the love languages with an added emphasis on their primary love languages. And so we are thrilled to be able to go through all of these love languages 
we pray that you take each one and apply it to your heart and see how the Lord can just show you those areas that you need to express love to your spouse, to your children, to your family members, and have them listen to these podcasts as well. And so in the next podcast, we're going to talk about some general discussion on some application principles involved with the five love languages. So tune in to the next podcast. And so we'll see you next time. God bless.